0: Welcome gentlemen, thank you for being here Thank you for having us Yes, yes I'm here with Josh Graves and Elijah Grant Hey How you guys doing? Pretty good, pretty good, how are you? Really well Good, good, yes Now they are both entrepreneurs, Josh owns and operates Graveyard Studios Yes, sir And you are a real estate investor, correct? Yeah,
1: Uh, and uh, also a business owner of uh, Good Real Estate Nice, nice, how long have you been doing that? Uh, We're going on year two, I believe
0: Cool, cool yeah. So what got you started into real estate? Uh,
1: financial freedom. Oh, yeah. Yeah.
0: It's definitely a good look. It's mm-hmm. Enticing. <laughs> yeah, it's the uh, American dream, you know? Right, right. Mm-hmm. Hell, yeah. That's what's up. And now, when did you start Graveyard Studios? Uh,
2: Technically, Graveyard Studios was, like, what, three years ago? But, like, pre-Graveyard was, like, I've been doing music and recording and all that for, like, seven years.
0: Mm-hmm. It was just called other weird stuff. So <laughs> right. yeah,
2: yeah. I finally was like, you know what? Yeah, let's just stick with that. Right, so, right. Yeah.
0: yeah. So and then together you guys started what's called the underground economy, correct? Yes, mm-hmm. That so, is. So yeah, tell us what is that? Uh, the underground economy is uh, a podcast that we do. Um,
2: it's gonna. It's about uh, entrepreneurship and uh, giving tips and resources to you know aspiring entrepreneurs or um, you know people that are trying to start businesses or have. So, you know, just kind of insights from other entrepreneurs, because I've kind of, like, realized that being an entrepreneur generally sucks, like, Mm -hmm. as far as socially, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So, like, you know, it's good to have other people to, like, speak with and have perspectives from other entrepreneurs that are going through similar things, even if they're not in the same necessarily field or market. They have, you know, uh, positivity and, you know, mindsets that are, you know similar to yours so it's good to mm-hmm. have kind of a you know someone to be like oh well you're not an, you're not dumb you know you're, you're kind of doing what you're supposed to do mm-hmm. so some good affirmations for
0: entrepreneurs as well as ourselves yeah I feel like so hell yeah now how did you two actually meet and get together doing all this
1: well I mean he uh I'm not sure how we oriz- originally uh, saw each other but he uh, reached out on Facebook and uh just like, yeah, let's meet up. Sounds cool. He's like, yeah, I got a new space. I'm like, sweet. All right. Let's check <laughs> it out. Hell yeah. <laughs> so we went out there, and I'm like, yeah, this is pretty cool. We should, like, do stuff. Let's, like, do a podcast right. or something. Awesome. He's like, sure. And then I'm like, all right, let's go. Nice. <laughs>
0: yeah, so you've been focusing on, like,
2: having business owners on? Yeah. You we're looking for, like, people that, uh, you know, have had some, I mean, yeah, that have, you know, started businesses or, or at least... You know, in the beginning process of a starting a business, so um, so we can kind of like give insight and, you know, some tips to other people that are do- in the same situations. Hell yeah. Um, you know, that's kind of like a passion for myself as well as him because, you mm-hmm. know, we both like started out with no real backup, you know, no mm-hmm. one to be like, hey, are we doing the right thing or not? Mm-hmm. You know, and so it's I feel like there's a need out there for, you know, um, some really good advice and stuff like that for other people in the same... Situations, yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. definitely
0: good to have more resources out there, right? Everything, help people along their learning curves, right? Whatever. Yeah. Nice, but now, how did you get into music in general? Like, are you a musician yourself, or did you just get into um, audio stuff? I
2: always used to, be, I inquire, I used to be in choir, I used to be choir like pr- growing up, like really, really. I was in like show choir and all that. Don't bring up those pictures, please. <laughs> uh-huh. Um, and no, yeah, singing has always been like a really good thing for me, and my dad's always been a computer programmer, so like. Um, for a while there, I was like trying to get my uh, my degree in computer science, and I was like, I hate everything about my life. And you know, I really love music. I was doing it kind of here, here and there with the buddies on some hobby stuff, and then I stopped doing it because no one was really serious. And then I was like, you know what? I'm gonna just do it. Like, you know, I I uh, decided to go to college for it, and then just pretty much devoted every moment of my life to recording and music and, you know, all that, so.
0: Hell yeah. I saw you guys partnered with the Young Creatives, too, now, through your studio. What is that about? So you're offering Um, more, like, a package thing? Well, yeah, so my whole
2: new, my whole, like, new passion for this year is all about collaborating. So um, my whole goal is to bring as many creatives as possible um, to, you know, be able to be used from businesses to all the way to independent artists. Um, you know, I, I, f- I just imagine me starting out f- over this process. I had to really, like, create my own opportunities. And, you know, if I see other creatives that are in the same position as I was or, or similar, like, I feel like, hey, guys, come on board to the pop for my built. Like, you don't, know, you guys can retain your independence and still maybe get two or three or four more jobs that you might not have gotten. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, it helps on my end so I don't have to do as much. Like, I'm not really trying to shoot videos every day, you know, (laughs) like, plus I don't really have the time being an engineer and being in the studio all the time, so it's just like two birds with one stone kind of thing, so it helps, you know, I'm hoping to bring even more and more creative people on board. Um, The young creatives were just somebody that I I really, like, saw their work, and um, the videos that they're doing are more like huge music, like huge you know movie productions mm-hmm. um, we're actually gonna go up to Cedar Rapids on Wednesday for a video they're shooting uh, for uh, my guy T to God um, and so they they just come up with whole concepts they bring out the cars the models all the extras and it's just like well you, you guys are doing that great you know so <laughs> yeah. come on like it's right. work together, together show you know up, so. <laughs> um, it's just yeah I'm trying to build more and more relationships with people that are um, doing their thing and you know if I can help in them and they can help me it's you know it's enough it's a no-loss situation you know so
0: mm-hmm. awesome yeah. hell yeah now when you went to school for audio engineering what was that like really like were you very um, was there still a lot for you to learn when you oh entered Oh god,
2: <laughs> it was so much like uh, my degrees in music production and like so I was really like learning Everything. I had four or five, six music theory classes and I was just like, I thought I was going to be an engineer and it's like, <laughs> well, there's a lot more than, than that, you know? So, and I'm glad like a lot of people are like, Oh, college bear. But it's like, you know, I learned all that stuff in an accelerated time than I would have, mm-hmm. you know, and I already had a late start. I didn't start even doing really what I was meant to do in my life. Mm. So I was 28, you know? So it's like, I need whatever advantages I can get, you know, like, right. yeah, it was $50,000, but, and I'm going to be paying it for a while, but I feel like it gave me that push to stay on track, and the benefit of my if, of it being at Full sale was that it was all online, so literally I was like, starting out a studio in my spare bedroom and directly applying what I learned in class that same day, Hell if not yeah. the next day, you know, so, yeah. it's like, oh, here's a mic technique, oh, well, hey, today we're going to try this mic technique, <laughs> what do you think bill you know what i mean like mm-hmm. so it's like i feel like i was in a special circumstance where it was super beneficial like yeah if you were just like a guy that just wanted to go to college that's one thing but that's like i'm literally like hands-on and book learning at the same time so it was just really
0: that's good know? probably speed it up a bit so yeah get really hands-on yeah. really early yeah now are you guys both uh, locally like uh originally from the qc uh no
1: i'm not yeah I am. Dun, you dun, are dun. where are you from <laughs> I'm from Ur- Urbana, Illinois. Nice, nice. Uh yeah. when did you come up here? I came up here what year? I don't I can't remember the year. What was that? 2000, actually 2011. There we go. 2011 to 2015.
0: Nice. Was there a reason you chose up here or just
1: random? Uh that was it was kind of random. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, I got here because uh, I was going to Ambrose so I did the whole uh, college thing. I went there originally for football, and then that kind of got me into the whole business world and mindset and all that stuff. Nice. So that was like the gateway here.
0: Hell yeah. And now you've been here for a while now, yourself? Yeah, locally? yeah. I've been here,
2: uh, shit, for a long time yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Um, I mean, um, when I was a kid, my parents moved around because my dad was in the military, but since, like, sixth grade or fifth grade fourth grade or something I've been here so
0: and now when you got out of school with all your knowledge and shit uh, was there anything that made you want to just open up here graveyard studios or did you ever have plans like no to like, do it in a different city or no anything?
2: I I completely like negate that mentality like I hate it like you know like everyone's like oh you got to move out of here and it's just like no bro you don't we live in 2018 and there's the internet Like, yeah. yes. I don't want to live here my whole life, but at the same time, we need to create stuff that, like I I said, I'm all about creating opportunities. So, like, why would I leave a town that virtually has no real competition to go in a town that has quadruple, you know what I mean? Right. So it's like, I just want to build something here that I know is going to last longer than me, you know, like.
0: Definitely.
2: And they might say, oh, we're in the Quad Cities or whatever, but it's just like, we have it better off than a lot of people realize, you know, like there's a lot, there's a huge art scene here and it continues to grow. Like, um, that's part of the reason why I called it the underground economy is because there's an underground economy of creatives around here that, you know, like you might record a song here and dude over here is going to get money from you shooting his video and they might want to photo shoot from that. It's just like a whole like system,
0: you know what I mean? That people really don't understand or see, you know yeah.
2: at first you know
0: yeah there's a crazy community here yeah. of artists and everything creatives that's been overlooked but i mean i think it's yeah coming a bit more noticeable to other people right well, is that how you guys feel like yeah. when you started has yes. there been a growth in the scene that you've noticed just yes working like significantly
2: with like when i first started in the like in what 2011 or 12 there was like almost no scene like i mean there was but it was just like you know, 12 people in there staying at their house, you know what I mean? Yeah, Not really yeah. like reaching out or talking to anybody. You know, like a lot of the venues, I mean, they're still kind of rough now, but there was like an absolute no back then, you know, like no opportunity for shows or anything like that, mm-hmm. especially in the hip hop community specifically. But um, yeah, I think this scene is just continuing to grow and grow and grow. Mm-hmm. And, you know, my whole like passion for it is to add more and more professionalism to the creative industry here locally, because that's the only way we're going to not be overlooked, And the only way that we're going to be taken more serious is if we like show people like there is a professional side to this. There is money to be made in this industry in Iowa, mm-hmm. in the Quad cities. Um, and, you know, that's hard both for the creatives because they're like, Oh, we don't need money. And then like the, The other people that are on the other end, they're like, oh, we don't need music. You know what I mean? So (laughs) It's just like, I'm trying to, like, kind of bridge that gap, you know, between, you know, creatives and entrepreneurs to an extent. Do you uh, exclusively
0: record hip-hop, or have you ever experimented with other genres?
2: Um, I'm really open to anything, but, like, what's been attracting me, I mean, been, like, my niche is hip-hop. You know, um, I've been schooled to do really anything, but, like... I've kind of been in, like, this little debate. Like, I kind of want to, like, at some point I want to be like, okay, well, you know, say five years from now when we get on, per se, you know, I could be like, hey, we've really never done any bands. You know, like, that would be significant for me to be like, not to, like, like shit on bands. It's just, like, for it to happen in Iowa is just going to be really significant Mm -hmm. to me, at least. I feel like a hip-hop studio that started from the ground up with no, you know, outside genres is kind of like huge but at the same time it's like I don't want to limit myself either you right know what I mean right. so it's just like I'm kind of torn but like I I do have a really strong passion for hip hop and, and R&B music just cuz I feel like they're the underdogs mm-hmm. you know and even though they're like and it's funny because they're the underdogs but they're like one of the last huge influential you know genres that are out right now you know and right. it's like how can you be both the underdog and making the most money mm. Out of any genre, you know what I mean. Yeah, like, yeah. it can be both. Like, mm-hmm. but you know, that's just neither here or there. You know, right, right. But
0: definitely. Now, did you go to school for real estate, Elijah? Uh,
1: no. I don't. Th- I don't think you can. Yeah. I don't think you can. I mean, you can go to like uh, get like a license so you can sell people's real estate. Right, right. But there isn't like a <laughs> a real easy way to learn how to invest without without spending a bunch right. of money. So what was your experience with, like, just getting in the door? Like, what was your introduction to it? Uh, My introduction was a little different, but it was pretty much just getting around the right people. Yeah. So, like, figuring out, because, I I mean, at first you just don't know what you don't know. Mm -hmm. Like, eventually you get to the point where you know what you should know, but you don't know it. Right. (laughs) (laughs) But you got to start out by not knowing what you don't know. So I just, my style is I want to get around people who are actually doing it. And mm-hmm. So that way, I can kind of absorb it. So I just started asking people, like, hey, can I learn from you? I'll help you with whatever. I can do this online marketing thing. I'll help you with that for free if you teach me what you know about this real estate thing. Right. And doing a lot of that bartering, you know, just being a fly on the wall, not wanting to be the smartest guy in the room, just being the quiet one and sitting back listening to other people talk. Mm-hmm. And then eventually it just kind of clicks and you say, okay, I know what I'm doing now. Right, right. So that, that that's what worked for me.
0: Yeah, and you said it was called the good real estate. Company? Oh yeah, good real estate. Cool, cool. So how did uh, that come about? Like, how many people were involved with starting that? That uh, it's uh, it's
1: now nine of us. Well, it, it started it started with eight of us, <laughs> <laughs> really, really three of us, but uh, now it's really like nine of us, um, and we've kind of branched out into three different companies. So uh, my, my main focus is good real estate. And then there's another company, which is good property management. Mm-hmm. And that, that is management of uh, like rental properties and stuff like that. Then the other company is uh, Realty One Group, which is kind of like uh, Rule & Rule or Remax, mm-hmm. but a new thing. Right. So that, so what, what we're building now is like this uh, one-stop shop for real estate. Okay. But I get to focus on the fun part, which is the investing.
0: Cool, cool. Yeah, yeah, so like basically with the three companies, you have like the property management right there and mm-hmm. then like you said, the rule and rule type of side, mm-hmm. it's kind of like just listing it online basically, is that? Yeah,
1: well, just listing it, yeah, with a realtor, mm-hmm. you know, that kind of thing. Cool, cool. So do you guys uh, focus on all areas, commercial, residential? Or? Uh, right now, it's
0: mostly residential. Cool. Yeah. Where do you guys plan to go with that? How far do you want to take that?
1: Uh, I mean, some skyscrapers out here? <laughs> yeah. Ideally. Yeah. Ideally. <laughs> I, I see. Honestly, what I what I see is pretty aggressive. Um, So it kind of depends on what kind of timeline we're talking about. Mm-hmm. But I I agree wholeheartedly with uh, Josh because or or gravy, uh, <laughs> <laughs> gravy either way. <laughs> <laughs> no, I I agree wholeheartedly that this. I actually moved here specifically because, it's it's like a Chicago area, mm-hmm. but there isn't the culture hasn't been built yet. Does that make sense? Definitely. definitely. Like dem- demographically there's half a million people here, but there isn't like a sense of okay, we're all one big city. Right. Like in Chicago, you could be an hour from Chicago and people will still say I'm from Chicago. <laughs> I'm from Chicago. That that's how people should see the quad cities, but they see East Moline, Rock Island, Davenport, Bettendorf. You know what I mean? So I think part of it is kind of disrupting that culture of thinking small. Because a lot of it is kind of like farm farmland. you know, slow, take our time, whoa, you're, you're trying to do too much, uh, we don't really do this internet thing, uh, I, don't, I don't know if this is going to work, you know. Yeah. So that, that's why for me it was important for us to start our own companies and take advantage of the fact that a lot of companies don't know how to market online. A lot of companies don't know how to promote themselves. So Especially around here right so why not why not build the biggest companies and employ a lot of people and change the culture you know yeah
2: I mean I feel like that's like 75% of my reason for like i where I've gotten is just my ability to be online and market Mm -hmm. because like if you were to just go on Google right now and type in recording studios the online presence of my studio compared to studios within 100 mile radius is going to be night and day yeah. like, mm-hmm. and it's not even like to gloat it's just saying that businesses really have to focus
1: on that internet and social media marketing let, mm-hmm. me, let me build off this this is so like I, I didn't even used to be a social media guy I didn't even used to care about this stuff but I've I realized that this is like you, do you remember a thing called the gold rush do you guys remember that mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so there was this thing going on in California everyone was getting rich digging up gold so everyone goes over there to get gold right right what that is today is social media. Like, we, we hear the stories of this kid that ate a tube of slime and now he's rich, like how, I don't, <laughs> I don't, I don't, I don't get that. Like, why are you rich from that? Or Chewbacca mom, like, mm. but what happens is, it's basically just attention. And if, if you can garner enough attention, that attention is essentially currency. Because that can be wielded into, and if you're, if you're an artist, maybe you'll have merch. If you're Disney, you'll get everyone to love the movie, so they'll buy the merchandise, so they'll buy the DVD, so they'll buy the game, so they'll go see the next thing. So it's all about how do you get people to pay attention to you? How do you get people to keep watching you? And that's what social media is. Like it's it's literally like, I mean, like we, we we're AMBC, we're we're Fox, we're Warner Brothers, like it, and it's basically cheap and free. Yeah. Like th- this is this is crazy. Yeah. Like we're a radio station right now right it's I, weird yeah this was probably less than hundreds of thousands right,
0: <laughs> you, know, yeah. you know what i mean like i don't have like executive producers and, all right. this and that uh, wardrobe there's makeup. no one
1: telling it's you what you can and can't say like it we're living in a whole new world and I, I Honestly, I love that people are, aren't noticing it. I love it. I love it it's because it, it makes it that I much easier it. for us. <laughs> well,
2: for us, yeah.
1: But at the same time, it makes it harder, too. Right, right. Because, I mean, it's, they, they say the pioneers, you know who the pioneers are because they're the ones with the arrows in their back. Yeah. So, I mean, it's, it comes with the most sacrifice, but it has the most upside. True, true. That's definitely true. You know.
2: I just feel like, uh, I don't know, like, lately I've been going like, through this, like, um, like, I don't know. It's just like everything around here. Like I said, we have the advantage, mm-hmm. but it's also twice the work, you know? Like, mm-hmm. so like I have to like, if I were in Atlanta or Chicago or something right. like that, I wouldn't have to convince someone for six months that I'm doing something significant. They right. I would already see it. You know what I mean? Like, and here I have to be like, okay guys, come on, look at this. You know <laughs> what I mean? Yeah. If I were in Chicago, they'd be like, damn, you see that dude over there?
1: Mm-hmm.
2: You know what I mean? Like, it's just like, especially now that I'm trying to like get to the next level of like getting investments and shit. It's like really hard to be like, well, there's this thing called the internet and <laughs> I'm going to make money on it. And it's like, they, they still don't understand. They really don't f- see business plans that are like modern. You know what I mean? They're not really like, um, I don't know, up to, up to par with the You know, the modern, you know, business sense, I yeah. guess. But Positivity.
0: <laughs>
2: I mean, I, yeah, that's all how you use it, I guess. Yeah, y- you it's could look true. at it. Yeah. I mean, I'm just saying, I, I look at it both ways. You know, I, I, one day I'll be like, man, fuck the internet. And then the other day I'll be like, I love you. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's just like, but it's part of the process, you know, like you really have to brand yourself and utilize that brand for the most gain. Yeah. You know, like mm-hmm. there's, res- there's restaurants and businesses out here that have been here for 10, 15, 20 years, maybe even longer. And if they don't get on the Internet game, they're going to, like, unfortunately fail. Like, Mm -hmm. you know, and that's another point of the underground economy for me, at least, is that I know my 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 family, uh, my my, my wife's family owns a restaurant. And so I know, like, they didn't really even get on the board until this year with social media. And it's like, bro, it's 2019. Like, you guys Mm -hmm. are late and there's still businesses and Ma and Pa restaurants and stuff like that around here
1: that are not doing any type of social media mm-hmm. at all. Mm-hmm. I mean, most people don't know. Like, knowing that you should be on it and knowing how to do it are two different things. Well, yeah. yeah. So what a lot of people do is they'll get on it and not know how to use it, and then they'll say it doesn't work. This is, I spent blah, blah, blah money on it. It's, it's broken. This is stupid. Yeah. Well, you don't know how to use it, you know? And it but, gets
0: complicated, too, because then every now and then they're going to change the algorithm on oh, you. and it's that, constantly
1: changing. It's just, and that More dynamics <laughs> like for me, what what works for me is like you just have to keep learning. Like you can't you can't assume that things won't change because with th- there's this really good book on it called uh Bold. I recommend that to anybody listening. Bold, Bold Peter Diamonds. He he talks about like basically like the future and what's really I don't want to say scary. Scary is not the right word. What's exciting? What's exciting about our times is we live with a couple of different factors that are compounding on themselves. So, one of them is exponential technologies. So, an example of exponential technology is let's say 20 years ago, approximately, Kodak came out with the first digital camera, it was trash. (laughs) <laughs> we're talking like half a quarter of a point of a pixel. So so they're like, yeah, this is stupid. No one's ever going to want to use these. Let's stick to the old shakers, you know, because they had the market. That was a Kodak moment. Like they they had, they were the photo people, right? right? There was no Instagram. There was Kodak. And the problem was they thought because this was so far behind that no one would ever use it, but they forgot about exponential technologies. So as they're figuring this out, several other people around the world are doing similar things and building off of similar technologies. So five years later, the the next digital camera comes out and it's actually good. And by now it's too late because they've doubled down on these old photo things that don't matter anymore. Mm-hmm. And that's the same thing that happens with Toys R Us. All right, let's double down on the experience in the store. Oh wait, everyone's shopping online. You know what I mean? So it's like we we live in a time where times are changing very quickly. And one of the reasons is technology builds on itself. So we can distribute this easier and easier every year. Mm-hmm. Anchor exists. We can be on every platform, right? Every, everything that costs will eventually be free. So like it used to cost to even send this out. And yeah. now this is free. Pretty soon they're just going to be giving out stuff like this. <laughs> yeah. So you can have Amazon and Alexa in it for free. You know right, what I mean? Right. That That's where we're going. So it's like, you have to know how to take advantage of that because the world's changing so quickly and next thing you know I'm gonna get a job as a semi-driver well (laughs) that doesn't exist yeah you know what I mean like and we have to be aware of this stuff and know what's happening and even if it is confusing we should figure it out because if we don't figure this thing out the next thing we're gonna be way out of the loop so Mm -hmm. that's how I feel about social media like you better at least figure it out now before it gets before it runs everything (laughs) like Yeah. Yeah.
0: It's weird because, you know, the internet started, you know, what, like 30 years ago almost. And, I mean, then after 2000, it got crazy. Then, I don't know, when did it start to get really crazy with social media? After 2009, 10, 11? I think when grandparents got
1: on Facebook. That's that's when it's like, (laughs) wait a second. It's like, oh, no. My grandma just added me. There's no turning back now.
0: (laughs) (laughs) And now it's, it's not like a business just needs oh, your website, and people are just going to go find your website, it's, like, ingrained with the social media now, which is, like, a weird thing how that just came about. And mm-hmm. like, Twitter started as just, like, oh, Josh Graves is going to the movies or some shit. Right. right. right? It's just, like, something simple like that, and now it's, like, platforms for, like, politicians and mm-hmm. things like that to, like, give, like... <laughs> it's like, almost to the
2: point where you don't need a website. Like, I don't have one yet. You don't need one.
0: Like, And what's on your website? All your social media like, <coughs> Right, you know, like, right,
2: yeah. <laughs> I mean, like... I mean, like you said, like everything, as long as you continue to adapt to the change, I feel like you're going to be all right. But if you continue to double down on <coughs> things that are going well right now, I mean, yeah, you want to put some effort into things that are going well right now, but you also have to look forward and be like, okay, well, you can't be afraid to take exactly. this, like, mm-hmm. and, and whether you're in business or not, like mm-hmm. just in life in general, like you really have to step out of, you know, yourself to become something new, you know? Yeah.
0: mm mm-hmm. What do you What do you guys think is gonna change somewhere down the road? Maybe in the next ten years, with like social media or something. Like, what's the next step?
1: I'd say definitely. Well, I I this is the progression I see. There's a. Do you guys know what augmented reality is? Yeah. So that's basically like adding uh, adding imagery or effects on top of real life. So that's Snapchat. That's the feel. Oh, it's so cool! I can see a face over me, right? Mm-hmm. I, that's phase one. The next phase is virtual reality. We're actually inside of it. So I, I, I see that being the next thing 10 years from now. Yeah. Like being the thing that is the social media. Like we're going to have in headsets and then you're going to be able to build your own studio. Yeah, like You my, guys won't even have to drive here. Yeah, it'll be like right. Minecraft, but way more intense.
2: Like yeah, but I, more I, I think it's going to be less and less... Um, device like the, yeah there's yeah. not gonna be longer a phone you know what i mean we're gonna yeah have, right you, you won't need more, it more um, like you got more of the wearable stuff yeah the wearable stuff like yeah or um, a voice yeah voice activated uh, yeah it's definitely you just, gonna be linked to your brain so i mean you just <laughs>
1: you look at it and it's like yep i got it yeah you know right like, yeah for sure like I should be able to look at this microphone and be like,
2: "Oh, that's uh, $1.99 on Amazon right now." Yeah, yeah. Let's get totally. it. Speaking
1: of which, have you guys heard about that? The Internet of Things. I've have heard you a little
2: bit about it. Yeah. This is bit. this
1: is the future. So it's basically a theory that says everything that we know about will be connected to the internet at one point. Oh yeah. Like this, this is gonna be smart. Yeah. <laughs> Eight milliliters left. Like that's that's kind of cool. You know what I mean? Like it's kind of crazy to think about but like we're we're actually to that point where the where the future like we're actually going to live through that so that's well cool. it's all
2: about uh making everything more and more automatic mm-hmm. more automated
1: mm-hmm.
2: like uh that's the, the same thing that people keep telling me about my business is automate it get more instead of more of uh you know human error or right you know human base um you know like if i any of the tasks that can be taken away from humans they're going to make more automated that can be done in the background which yes is going to make our lives a lot easier and allow us to do
1: more things i believe And, and i think it's going to create the need for more jobs like you, it's going to force people to either do something else or create more jobs like that that's going to be the only thing left to do right like in whole new
2: fields i mean yeah yeah there's going to be things, things that, that we can't even yeah. think of right now yeah
1: like it's we need, cool,
2: we're man. gonna be guys that are gonna fix the robots that are doing the job <laughs>
1: so we know, you know. Right, 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 yeah. <laughs> but you know someone that studies the brains of the robots and like right. yeah. Right.
0: Man, how you're saying like oh eight milliliters left or whatever? Mm-hmm. You, you think that's gonna be like through like augmented reality, like you could just see it, it'll just yeah, tell you definitely. or something.
1: No, I think I think I think it'll be literal. Like they, they literally have jackets that you can put on that change temperature yeah that's and it's connected to the Wi-Fi like they have light bulb you I mean you have one you have a smart light bulb yeah but come on do we need that no but we need everything a couple years ago they came
2: out with the the Google (laughs) goggles where you could just put them on and then it would literally like everything you see would be augmented and they would tell you like the prices of everything while you're walking by eventually that's just gonna be like a contact lens or something like Mm -hmm. automatically built into
0: somehow Mm -hmm. in your eye yeah I've seen they started to bridge that gap with phones. You could yeah. hold your phone up to something. And yeah, there, or even yeah, a building. Yeah, 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 oh, yeah. here's the history of this building. Oh, yeah. The yeah. address and all that. Whatever. You could do that with, like, yeah, anything. It could probably tell you what's left.
1: If we were in 1990, they would think we're aliens. Yeah. Like. Or they would what? put us in a mental. <laughs> mental.
0: <laughs> yeah. I've, I've heard a theory or just, like, an idea of, like, if someone from the past saw how we were today, they would think, like, we were, like, overtook by, like, some kind of. Like, I don't know if you'd call it, like, uh, like if we were brainwashed or taken over because we're just staring at phones all day. Everyone's just walking around staring at yeah, phones. Yeah, that's very true. <laughs> it's like mm-hmm. something in the phone that's possessed people or something. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but very weird times. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> but do you have any advice for businesses that are still, like, struggling with social media? Like,
1: I would say the biggest thing that stops most businesses is they overthink it they're worried that someone's gonna i mean you're definitely gonna get trolls like yeah trolls being people that say things that aren't positive for your business <laughs> <laughs> but as long as you can delete them or hide them and just not care yeah i think you'll be fine because a lot of most of the business owners i've i've talked with and i've been helping a couple people in the area like with videos and promoting themselves because I've been successful in promoting just literally my own, just my name, Elijah Grant. And I use that as a tool to meet the people that I was talking about earlier in the real estate community. So I've been helping businesses do that. And their biggest fear is like, well, I don't want to say something and look stupid. I don't want, well, uh, I I messed up there. Like, yeah, everybody does. Right. (laughs) That's how how life works. So I, I feel like if you can just get over the perfectionist Side of you and just start, then it gets easier. Yeah, definitely.
2: Yeah, and I f- I feel like that's a huge benefit. Like you you got to make sure like at, at the same time like we're in an age where people are like the most sensitive about everything, but you are also in the in the time where you have to say I don't give a fuck about any of that. Right. Mm-hmm. So like especially if you want to be out there like that, if you want to yeah. be an entrepreneur, first thing you got to know is you got to be out there. Yep. You know what I mean? So like. I feel like if you're really trying to get uh, your social media up there, like, record everything. Like, just Mm -hmm. document your process. Like, Mm -hmm. you know, like, whoever's going to want to watch it is going to watch it. Right. If they don't want to watch it, that's not your market. Right. And sometimes that's a way for you to identify who your market is, how to double down on the people on social media that are watching you in order to build upon that market, you know? So, like, I just would go live every time I'm in the studio, you know? if you don't want to watch it, don't watch it. And now, you know, I started out with maybe one viewer a couple of years ago. Now I'm up to maybe like 30 or so, you know? Mm-hmm. So it's just, you got to stay consistent and document your process. Like no matter what it is, if you're screen sharing, sh- you know, making shirts, if you're selling real estate, if you're mm-hmm. whatever it is, be on your phone, record it, always mm-hmm. take pictures. Re- and, you know, I'm also starting to get to the point where, um, scheduling is important. I've noticed that, now that I've been waking up earlier, uh, I can take a picture of the night before, post it at 8 in the morning. It's going to get almost double the response that it would at 8 in the morning than it would at maybe 4 p.m., mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. Um, so And each person is different, you know? So, like, you want to just be who you're like, Before you even start a business, just be who yourself. Right. Because that, all that other stuff's not going to matter. If you're being who you are, you're not going to care who what people think. If you're being yourself, you're not going to... Be phased by any of this I mean yeah you're human so you are but mm-hmm. if you're more happy with who you are you're gonna be more likely to succeed in in petty things like social media like, yeah mm-hmm. because you don't you're not phased by any of the negative comments you're not phased by oh I'm worried about what people are gonna think like I'm goofy so I've always just like been like oh you think what I, you care what I think oh sorry <laughs> like, yeah I just yeah, always yeah. been that way like so like I just kind of like had to mature it into Okay, maybe not let's be an asshole all the time, you know, but but yeah, you know, just like that attitude of not giving a fuck about what people think of you is super important, like above anything. Yeah, you Mm -hmm. just got to be yourself and everything, of
0: course. But, Cause
2: you know, like I, I be going like on trips with these artists and everything, and they're like, "Man, don't take pictures of us. We're, we're, we're like five people deep in your two car in your two seat van." And I'm like, <laughs> "Bro, no one cares. Like, nobody cares. This is the dude. struggle, you know. This is the <laughs> part of the process. Like, especially yeah. in the hip hop industry, everybody wants to like flex and like look. Like, I'm never gonna do that. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, I'm gonna show you if I'm." I have no shoes on, and I'm, <laughs> you know, what I, mean? I have holes in my socks. <laughs> yeah. But I'm working. You're yeah. gonna see those holes in my socks. You know what I mean? It's just mm-hmm. like, there's no shame, and that's what Not genuine people
0: want to see. Yeah, you know? like it's. I think it's less and less people are gonna be trying to portray fakeness out there. In right. A sense. I mean, even with the social media companies, they're trying to push for like more transparency mm. and like all aspects of things. It seems yeah. like so, and then. People are. I mean, I don't know if you got a little bit of common sense. If you come across someone online, you could sometimes you could tell. Oh, this person's just trying to just putting on. Right, you know, right. A but it does become hard to tell. You know, yeah, what I mean? like really, yeah, it can be. But I don't know if you just find your own niche or something, and yeah, just obviously be yourself. Yeah. And shit, then you're gonna have way more luck down the road. Mm-hmm. <laughs> just don't try to be something you're not. Right, because yeah, people are gonna to find work. out. Mm-hmm.
2: They will and if out. not, if they don't find out, then you run. You have to be really good at social media. <laughs> yeah, <laughs>
0: and you got so much shit to worry about. then. <laughs> like, yeah, <you're> like, <laughs> <laughs> it's very weird. Yeah, where do you think it goes? Like we said, AI and everything, like definitely AI. We ain't gonna have phones at some point, and like you said, record everything. It's like yeah, start using the supercomputer in your pocket. Like, mm, to right. benefit you. Mm-hmm. You know, like like I don't
2: like people get so used to having a phone that they don't realize how much of an advantage and how much of a benefit it can be for them yeah Mm -hmm. like you guys I mean like it's a tool you're not supposed to be using it all the time you know you're Mm -hmm. not supposed to base your whole life on it but if you utilize your tools the way they're intended you're going to get good results you Mm -hmm. know if you're trying to build a build a house with a spoon you're not going to get very far (laughs) you know like
0: (laughs) yeah and there's common narrative like people will say like uh, you know social media and phones and devices screens in general it's causing anxiety depression which is true a lot of the yeah. time but I mean it really depends and I think it's because a lot of people in society now falling fallen into like bad habits with it as far as the whole social media thing can be v- obviously very addictive and detrimental depending right. on whatever like you could just sit on Facebook scrolling like all day or you could be on your phone networking, mm-hmm. using more right. apps to help your career, whatever. Mm-hmm. I think that that I, mean,
2: I feel like that, that statement is kind of biased, too, though. Because, like, yeah, we're in, a, we're in a society where we've always been that way, though, in America. Where we've always worried about the Joneses and worried about if they have a white picket fence and we don't. But now, on social media, Instagram, and all that, we can take pictures of our picket fence and, you know, look like, you know, we could stand next to his house in Mm -hmm. front of the picket fence and you know so like (laughs) people are going to be depressed if they're living a lie you know like that's part of what it is like if you are transparent and are who you are and are real with where your life is at you're not going to be depressed Mm -hmm. I feel like people get more depressed because they try to portray something they're not and then when you know they get slapped in their face by reality (laughs) or by you know maybe someone online seeing that they're exposing them for not being that it it's Kind of turn, you know, bad, bad for themselves, you know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like
0: I don't know. And just like falling into the like comparing my... Yeah, like comparing me to you. Oh, he's we're he not a recording supposed to be studio. To I don't it. want a recording studio, man. My life sucks. It's right. Or whatever. Yeah. But just do what you love to do. I guess. Right. Yeah. Stay focused with all these distractions going on around us nowadays. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I think controlling. I think the big thing is just people have to, it, it's not the device's fault. Yeah. I think this is just like a progression of humanity, you right. know, like we're, technology is not going to go anywhere. It gets more and more ingrained with us. So it's up for us as like people to, to take ownership of our own selves and say, hey, maybe I need to be more disciplined. Mm-hmm. Maybe I should put my phone in airplane mode. I just, I can't get anything done unless I set my phone. I, I literally had to do this at one point. Like, I every night before I go to bed, I put my phone in airplane mode, and some, some days, if there's a lot of stuff going on, I'll just put it in a different room. Yeah. Like, I won't even touch it until a couple hours into my morning, so I can at least take control of my life, because what'll happen is you'll get sucked into work or social media or whatever, and then you're like, wait, where did my life go? Yeah. <laughs> I feel like I just keep missing every day, and I look up, and the day has gone, and, like, what happened? Yeah. Because you were staring at this for, like, yeah. 18 hours. It's exhausting.
0: Yeah. <laughs> you can have settings now that'll help you. Hey, you've been on here for 20 hours. Right, <laughs> like, right, right. So free like, time you can to monitor, monitor your shit now. And, yeah, that and like helps. you said, it's not really, like, the device's fault because it's, I mean, what people get out of it is, like, you know something you want I mean you are just you are getting like serotonin or whatever mm-hmm. you know when you're mm-hmm. getting likes and shit or that mm-hmm. thing but yeah. it'll, it'll come like down to discipline like yeah. you said noticing like oh, okay I need to set this down so right. in mm-hmm. that aspect might help a lot of people realize just like wow you just got to be in control of your shit so yeah you know, get away I you. feel like <laughs> it's
2: just like any other like technology yeah. though it yeah technology is always gonna re- like expose who we are as humans like it just mm-hmm. is we already have our own faults as uh, individuals and as a whole, you know, like human nature is, we just have those little traits that are gonna always be there. But of, for, of course, we're gonna have certain devices that are gonna like, like heighten them. You know what I mean? Like, um, I don't know, just like if we have a tendency to compare people, the devices are only gonna like exponentially, you know, multiply that. You know, mm, right. So like, yeah, we'll yeah, just take time to for regular life. You know, like I, I got in the habit where I was just like. You know, because when I'm recording, I can just be like, what up? Yeah, like on the phone at the same time and kind of like multitasking. So it's just like, all right, I'm going to put the phone down for a couple, like, you know, seconds. You know, <laughs> right. <laughs> Not minutes so. Just a couple <laughs> seconds. But yeah, I, I, you can definitely, especially like as being an entrepreneur, you can really get sucked into it
1: because then you're like, no, this is for business, guys. <laughs> <Yeah>. Wink, wink. <laughs> so yeah, I mean, and there's just so many shiny objects that can come up. People asking you for stuff, or yeah, like that. That's the big thing for me is, like, especially when you're growing a business. And I know you know about this too. Like, you usually you have more and more people relying on you, so it it becomes you become that person that people need to get something from. And if you don't set aside that time for yourself, you end up just, like, drained all day. That's
2: why I started getting into this health thing. Like, yeah. it was just, like, I was getting to the point where everything was about my business. There was mm-hmm. no time for, like, really for Life. me to work. <laughs> like, yeah, I mean, I was taking care of home, taking care of business. And then it's, like, well, I've gained 100 pounds in the last six. you know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. so, like, it's just, like, yeah, you got to really take time for what you you know before any I mean not necessarily before but yeah yeah but like you definitely need to take care of yourself in addition to like all these other things that you're trying to do yeah
1: the business the dream the team the right. family all that because there's yeah.
2: days where like I just want to turn my whole phone off it's like <laughs> yeah I feel like <laughs> everybody's asking me for things and it's like I just want to go to the bathroom <laughs> can I just go to the bathroom I'll be back I
0: swear when you're in the bathroom. You're on your phone. Yeah. <laughs> right, right, right. He's still asking me for
2: things. <laughs> hey, when you get out of there, can you mix this track?
0: <laughs> no. <laughs> when I'm in the bathroom, that's like church for me. It's like gotta get away. <laughs> <laughs> Man, it's weird how, like I said, like you know, the internet's like what, about 30 years old, and then starts to get more of a quicker progression throughout the like 2000s, and now like this last decade is with more prominent social media. It's Seems like things are moving even faster. It's like, are we gonna get Mm -hmm. to like the point where it's like, it's been three years and it's like almost like a different decade already, you know? Like, do you think it's gonna just? I think think so. Technology's gonna be that fast. Like,
1: I think the only thing that would slow it down is the laws. Yeah. Like right now, we have the technology to have self driving cars, but all the legislation is what's stopping it. So that I think that I wonder what else is true like that. You know what I mean? Like. I know the military always has technology we don't know about, so I, I think there's some, something political is gonna have to have, have to happen in the next five ten years. That's like totally different than what we've seen, and then it'll get to that point yeah. where it's like, whoa, we're in like 3099 right now.
0: Yeah. To where like your year old phone is like a fossil compared
1: yeah. to the yes, next year's so phone funny. or something. If they're yeah. advancing
0: like that fast.
1: Yeah, like imagine if all the countries in the world just like had a truce and they're like, "Hey, let's we're not competing now. Let's build off each other's technologies. Let's make one super space team." Yeah. What happens? you know what yeah. I mean like you could literally make anything
0: yeah if you could get all the countries to agree or something yeah crazy I mean or
1: at least half yeah yeah. <laughs> you know right well I
0: think that's like why a, a
1: lot of
2: the stuff has been coming more and more privatized like NASA's more privatized yeah. now and everything like that so that they can do more of those types of things mm-hmm. yeah what they partner with Elon
0: yeah mm-hmm yeah, like, a private company like SpaceX could do all this crazy shit. Right. Mm-hmm. And Anyone Amazon's like,
1: Amazon's got a space company, too. Do they do? Yeah. Mm-hmm. They've had it for, like, 10, 20 years.
0: Yeah. That's yeah, crazy. I saw Bezos was trying to do something about satellite, something with the Internet for people in, like, areas without, I think it was something about satellite Internet. And then uh, Elon yeah, trying yeah, to yeah. do the same thing, and then they're, like, bitching about it or some kind ah. of like feud or whatever. Yeah, <laughs> drama. Rich, rich drama. <laughs> yeah, Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. But, like, yeah, it's crazy. Someone like SpaceX, a huge company, can do all this crazy stuff because of technology. And, like, mm-hmm. even us on, like, the small scale, like, you can have a recording studio because you can have access to all this better equipment now that even, you know, 20 years ago would have cost way more, you know. Right. Doing a podcast, yeah, you know. I didn't have to, like you said, I didn't have to spend, like, hundreds of thousands or,
1: you know. Yeah, <laughs> I, it looks nice. I don't know what, you, what it was, but it's less than millions. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Less than millions. We'll deal <laughs> yeah. you know. with that.
0: <laughs> this is the less than millions podcast. <laughs> but, That's but so where do you guys see yourselves going in the future as far as independently with real estate, recording studio and then as far as together with like the underground economy. What's going to happen? Where is it going to go? <laughs> I'll,
1: I'll I'll do the uh, underground economy. <laughs> I feel like I think this is what I see. So there's different versions of it, at least in terms of the Quad Cities and locally. I I see it being uh, like a connector for entrepreneurs, aspiring entrepreneurs, mentor type entrepreneurs, and just everybody in between. Um, But it will also branch out into like a media collective and just a hub for creatives and other other. Um, entrepreneurial spirits alike, you know, maybe maybe some masterminds, some groups, some different things like that. But personally, I uh I, I plan on not, not living here in the near future. Um however our businesses will will still be here mm-hmm. and this'll be headquarters. I I see it I see us basically creating some staples in the area over the next couple of years. So that, that's at least what I'm saying. Nice. Definitely.
0: We're going to open up some, a few more locations, one in every I don't know. <laughs> town. <laughs> uh, people keep trying to get me to open one in like the Cedar Rapids, Iowa city
2: area, but that's just, I don't know if that's my goal right now. Mm-hmm. Um, kind of a, a lot of what I'm focused on right now is trying to build more and more resources for artists. Um, I think I am gonna start kind of doing more like artist consultancy as well, um, you know, teaching artists how to sign up for BMI and, and ASCAP and showing artists how to make their you know craft of more of a business. Um, I'm really trying to make the Quad Cities uh, kind of like Atlanta, you know, in yeah. a, a lot of aspects. Um, at least for my business culture is concerned, mm-hmm. um, you know, I want to start doing like workshops and all types of stuff that just add more and more value than just, you know, recording and video for mm-hmm. artists. Mm-hmm. Um, that's just always been my passion is just to really help artists become more and more professional. And, uh, a lot of that, you know, like I can only grow this market as much as the, the people around here are educated about their own craft. So, um, I have learned a long time ago that I might have to be the one like to show them a lot of things. Um, which is cool I love it you know this is part of what I do but um, yeah I think that there's a lot more um, a lot more room here in the community for us to like add way more uh, things
0: for artists and creatives alike yeah mm-hmm. yeah I think that'd be really cool like uh, increasing the types of resources to local artists and yeah. help to help them grow as a whole that would help the whole artistic community right kind of get like a QC full sale thing going on <laughs> yeah. some mm-hmm. shit. You know? <laughs> definitely yeah I think it's getting better as far as locally. Yeah, seemed. I definitely think like, so. Like, yeah, with the art scene, it seems like it's always been around, but I think it's growing in a more healthier way. Like, people are organizing better, maybe, it seems right.
1: like. Well, from a, let me just, from an outside perspective, I've noticed that a lot more people have been turning empty real estate spaces or old, uh, like, barns into venues. Yeah. Now, so it looks like there's a growing need for, like, venues and event spaces in this area, too. So I think it, I think it's like a combination of a, a more not diverse but I, I think this area attracts a good amount of like younger people not necessarily for the long term like some people usually come here for a little bit to work for John Deere or Arconic or whatever and then that kind of creates like this group of youthful people where's where all these different little cultures so it's, I, I'm, I'm interested to see you help bring that up more Because I I would love to see more a variety of shows or a variety of music choices. Because a lot of the events are like country music, which is fine. I don't have anything against it. I don't have have anything against it. I just don't really feel it in my body. I have everything against it. (laughs) (laughs) Today's country, eh, no comment, really. Yeah, it looks like fun. (laughs) I just don't feel it. I don't know.
0: I haven't worn cowboy boots since I was five. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> but call a cowboy. Yeah, I do think like yeah, we're getting more diverse. Like you know, you got the Rust Belt, like just some yeah, yeah. more venues, kind of mm-hmm. bringing in more right. things, more possibilities. Because that's like, like a different size too. That's like, I'm curious to see who all they bring through because they're kind of like a mid-sized venue. Yeah, it's I mean, like a few thousand, right? Yeah, like four thousand or something. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of like you know, you know, not big like you know the tax lay or whatever, but and you know bigger than your DIY venue so it might have better like in between more diverse right. and I think mm-hmm. they can
2: go down to lower too can't
0: they oh yeah sure I yeah think they, they can, can uh, partition some of the area yeah yeah whatever, but I had a guy on who's kinda uh, he, he's like he announces a lot of the shows sometimes he's like an announcer for the shows and he, he's been there a lot at the Rust but he said he feels like four thousands like kinda small <laughs> Mm. He felt like it could fit more people, but you know, the firemen were probably like, eh, right, right, 4, right, 4,000. <laughs> right,
2: but yeah, but yeah, I mean, I think the culture around here is really growing. I just think like maybe like five or so years ago, we were all so worried about like developing our own crafts mm-hmm. um, that we really didn't have the luxury to reach out, you know, like, yeah. I've gotten like some negative feedback from people that have kind of like put me in that box where like I don't really reach out. And I'm like, do you know me? Like, I (laughs) am completely the opposite of that. So (laughs) I started thinking, like, and that's really a lot of what it was. Is that you know, you know, at least from my perspective, is that I was working on building this subculture and building, you know, and working on my craft. That I can, I can assume that that's a lot of what, what's going on over the last you know couple years, Uh, which you can only respect, you know. Like so, I feel like yeah, everybody's kind of coming into their own. So not now. There, we have the luxury to reach out and we have like the ability to like kind of be like oh well you guys are doing good things over there too you know like because mm-hmm. right? uh, I feel like so many people were just like in this mentality of like no I'm the best no wait no I'm doing the best you know like I'm trying to be better and mm-hmm. it's like you know yeah you guys can all try to, we can all try to be better people and better mm-hmm. whatever we're trying to do without like cussing and fighting other people <laughs> with, you know being negative like I don't know my whole thing is, like, always be like, just because we're not, like, buddy-buddy doesn't mean that I don't, like, respect your your grind, you know? Like, especially, right. like, I feel like, especially in the creative, you know, the arts community, like, we're kind of, like, co-workers, you know? And like, even if we don't really know each other or work together, we all have similar aspirations and dreams. Like, yeah, we're kind of, like, eventually we all might meet at a show and, you know, talk mm-hmm. at the water cooler. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs>
0: yeah. Yeah, everyone's pieces of this big puzzle you know right i think the community's becoming closer like more cooperative i guess in, right in a sense like like you said it's not like just everyone being big headed right whatever. like oh me 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 but yeah. i yeah. feel
2: like five years ago like if you were to see someone you didn't like in a show you would like you would like, a lot of people would have fought you know and nowadays mm-hmm. they're just like I'm just gonna leave <laughs> you know yeah. what I mean? like which is oh, cool <laughs> that's a step forward <laughs> you know yeah. so maybe next maybe next year they won't be they'll be like hey, <laughs> hey. <laughs> so, yeah. you know it's gradual you know like I, I'm being facetious to an extent but like I feel like you know there's a lot of there's a lot of growth that has happened but a lot that has to happen too oh, yeah. that's all I'm trying to
0: say mm-hmm. yeah I think we're heading in the right area hopefully. yeah definitely yeah support everybody motherfuckers god <laughs> damn <laughs> Anything else we should add? We covered a lot. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Appreciate you having us here. Yeah, yeah, thank yeah, you both for being
2: sure. here. It was fun. It was fun. Yeah, a lot. Yeah. Talked a lot of about all, everything.
0: Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. So yeah. Yeah. Tell people how to get a hold of all the shit you're involved in. <laughs>
1: <laughs> uh, for me, just uh, Facebook.com/slash Elijah Grant TV.
2: Nice. Yeah. Uh, check me out on all social medias under Graveyard Studios. Uh, check out. Uh, the underground economy on apple Mm -hmm. music spotify everything Mm -hmm. like that Mm -hmm. also on saturday this week i have a huge show on 420 Mm -hmm. and East at the east village theater it's gonna be really nice we already have like probably like maybe potentially 400 people coming Mm -hmm. so yeah nice yeah
0: yeah i'm thinking uh i think this episode will probably be released on that saturday so if you're listening now Get out there, dude. Leave your house immediately. Shut the podcast off. You can listen to it later. Listen to it in the car. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. (laughs) What time is it? (laughs) But yeah, yeah. Get out there. Do something, man. Just build it up. (laughs) Yeah. All right. Well, thank you, gentlemen. Again. Until next time. Peace.